Voting in the Papua New Guinea national elections is officially meant to end on Friday, but extensions in some electorates are likely. Don Wiseman spoke with RNZ Pacific's correspondent in Papua New Guinea, Scott Waide, to look at the latest developments, including the horrific murders of 18 people in a remote part of Enga province near the Pogera mine. As far as we know, it was a conflict that's been seething for many, many years, a conflict between two clans, and that has spiraled out of control because apparently the leaders were waiting for the polling to end before they resumed their fighting. So the people who were killed were not people who were actually fighting, people who took part in the fighting. These were, from the pictures I've seen, a lot of women who were killed, a good number of women killed within the church area. So it's that kind of violence that is very worrying for many people in Papua New Guinea. And a lot of people have become kind of used to seeing trouble in that part of the region, but large numbers of people killed in one go is still very, very upsetting. I think the police commander said that these people, they had no respect for the sanctity of human life. There was a similar case a few years ago uh, in Tari where uh, 16 women and children were killed. So it's on the border regions, you know, Pogra, Tari, towards where the mine is. And, and that region is a hotspot where it's difficult to police because it's a very mountainous. Road access is difficult. And because the language and the culture, the clans are very closely related, the population is very migratory. They, they move from one location to another. Uh, and that's how the people who are involved in the fighting hide and, and continue to do this violence. You mentioned earlier that this fighting at Enga and and other events have not really been because of the election, but their impact on the election is going to be huge still, isn't it? Yes. I mean, you're talking about large populations of people being displaced in some areas where polling hasn't even started yet or has started or about to start. So it's affecting elections in a big, big way. And it's also affecting, you know, the placement of security forces because elections are a time where, you know, you you move security forces from one location to another. And particularly in the Highlands, governments, successive governments have chosen to do the Highlands first uh, and then do other other places, security operations and polling in other places because it's easier to go into the highlands and then manage that particular area first and then do polling in other areas. But for this one, with the exit of ballot papers and polling materials after polling has been done, you'd expect the exit of security forces as well, but security forces have had to remain in that area because the violence has escalated. That puts pressure on the strained resources that we already have. Now, meantime, polling has continued uh, in many areas without any trouble at all. Polling is meant to stop on Friday, isn't it? Is it going to be completed? Are they going to be able to stop or will they have to extend? No, from experience, they might have to extend for a day or two. Say, for example, in the Western Province, it's difficult to do a, a day's polling in the Western Province because it's a, a, such a far-flung area. You have to fly polling teams in. They have to take ballot boxes and walk for several kilometres before people actually start voting. There was a... An instance in the Gulf province uh, in the last two days where frustrated voters actually packed food in one of the ballot boxes and sent it back to polling officials because they said, you know, we haven't received any services in the last five years. So this is our statement. Send it back to the polling teams because if ballot boxes can come to our area, why can't services? So, you know, stories like this that keep coming up 
uh, during elections. So yes, polling will most likely be extended in some areas. We've had countless reports of ballot boxes going missing or ballot boxes being burnt. Are we going to have elections that are cancelled and then they go later to buy elections? Has there been any more progress on that? It is highly likely that we may have some electorates declared null and void uh, or failed elections, as they as they call it. And the police commissioner has also appealed for people to stop hijacking ballot boxes, stop the violence, uh, appeal to them to stop the violence in certain areas. And he's he hasn't minced his words. He said that uh, if this continues, Royal Papua New Guinea Constabulary and him as commissioner will request to the uh, make a request to the electoral commission to declare certain electorates as. Uh, elections has failed in, in those electorates and for them to go to a by-election. And the instances where ballot boxes have been hijacked, it's unprecedented the number of uh, instances that we've seen in this election. And people have acted with impunity uh, and even recorded themselves doing all, all this nonsense. Well, a week and a half ago, we heard that the Prime Minister or the caretaker Prime Minister, James Marape, had been re-elected in his seat in Tari. We've got a few more results now. Many? Many results so far? Well, the incumbent Deputy Prime Minister, uh, John Rosso, in May was declared about two days ago. So you've got two key positions in the former government declared will hold us off the key positions, the Prime Minister and the Deputy Prime Minister. I, I am in WIWAC now, and there's a... A Pangu delegation that's arrived in WIWAC, all the accommodations booked out, they're, they're holding camp here. Uh, and they will be here for at least uh, a few weeks before the formation of government. And we can expect to see other candidates being courted and being brought into the WIWEC camp here to see if they can muster the numbers to, to form government in, in, in the next few weeks.